From How to Barbecue Right Studios in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Morning, Derek. Today is a beautiful, absolutely beautiful Tuesday morning. Could not be happier with this weather after what we had this past weekend. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk more about the uh, weekend here in just a few minutes. Quite hot, but man, what a just a break in the weather. Uh, great to start school. Uh, DeSoto County Schools start on Thursday. Uh, your uh, North Point starts next week. Next Tuesday, a next week Tuesday, from today. Next Tuesday. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more here in just a minute, uh, Derek, the fact that we have kids that live with us that are going to be seniors in high school. We'll talk more about that in just a minute. Speaking of public schools and the opening of public schools coming up later this week, it is our honor. We are so excited to have sat down with Dwayne Case, the principal of Hernando High School. He was nice enough to give us some time last week, at the end of last week in his busy schedule. Sat down, visited with him for about 35 minutes or so, talk all about Hernando High School, things from the past, present and future of Hernando High School. So if you've tuned in for that interview, it will be coming up soon after we discuss the Auburn meeting, South Haven Auburn meeting, but it will be coming up soon. So be sure and stay tuned. The weekend was absolutely amazing. Had a wonderful time, you know, with the water tower sessions, just a huge success. The only complaint was the heat. That's it. Uh, but the talent was unbelievable. Again, we'll talk more about that in just one moment. Speaking of hot, the DeSoto County housing market is absolutely on fire, but it's definitely not something you want to handle alone. Now's the time to reach out to our 2021 presenting sponsor, Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group possesses over 65 years of combined real estate experience when it comes to the residential side of real estate in DeSoto County. They are ranked nationally as a top performing real estate team. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available to you when you need them. They were recently voted DeSoto's best realtor for the fourth time. They are currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. Again, completely free, no-obligation market analysis to learn about the value of your home, what's going on in your neighborhood, what's going on within a mile radius of your home, what's going on in DeSoto County. Now is the time to reach out to Brian and Terry and their team at Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. You can give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Or find them at teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com. I continue to say, you do not want to go into the real estate market by yourself. You want to work with people that are experts dealing with closing attorneys, dealing with banks, dealing with appraisers, all those different things that go into selling or buying a home. Brian and Terry can help walk you through that. Give them a call today, 662-449-1700. With a bit of a break in the weather, it's a perfect time to sit outside, sit on the back patio, maybe do some outdoor cooking. And if you want to take your outdoor cooking to a whole new level, you definitely want to visit our 2021 studio sponsor, the How to Barbecue Right Shop. How to Barbecue Right Shop is located right here in Hernando at 496 Whitfield Drive, right off Memphis Street. This store has everything a person needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all other kinds of outdoor cooking. They have rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, and some really cool high-end smokers. If you've ever seen Malcolm's How to Barbecue Right YouTube videos, you definitely want to stop by his shop today. You can give them a call at 662-912-9947. Find him on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. That's the letter H, the number two, the letter Q, Malcolm Shop. But the best thing to do is to visit the How to Barbecue Right Shop located at 496 Whitfield Drive in Hernando. They are open from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Visit the How to Barbecue Right Shop today for all your cooking needs. Derek, it's our Tuesday show, which means we open our Tuesday show with our word from the weekend. I want to go first on this one because I like your word, but I'm going to go first on this one. Mine is going to be time. T-I-M-E. Yeah, time. As in, where does the time go? Derek had the opportunity on Sunday afternoon to play some music while my daughter's senior class, uh, everybody who wanted to come, we had some people that that were nice enough to host. They set up about a 67, I say 60, 70 yard uh, kind of slip and slide down a hill. Uh, They had a pool in the back, uh, did barbecue, uh, just had a great spread of food and everything like that. We stayed towards the slip and slide thing 
thing or the, the big visqueen that they had set up and played music uh, while the kids played, had a good time, did all those different things. But Derek, uh, again, the fact that time is going to be my word for the weekend, uh, because uh, you look up and all the people my daughter's going to school with uh, since she was a kid. And the fact that we are celebrating their senior year, the beginning of it, uh, here these kids pull up and, you know, most of them had nicer trucks than I did, oh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. you know, uh, they pull up and they're, you know, driving and, and starting their lives. Uh, you know, it's just amazing, man. Bo has his senior meet and greet or whatever for the parents and everything leading up to school this Saturday. I am looking forward to it, getting to see the parents. It's been, you know, we, we lost a year. So it's been a while. Some of the parents you saw at the games, others you didn't. And when you saw them, they had masks on. So it's just a good time to come back and be able to see everybody and have the kids start to uh, just kind of interact again. You know, the ones that play in football or other sports have been together. But as a whole class, you know, it's been, I mean, it's been two or three months like it used to be. And so we're looking forward to that. And, uh, but again, it's just crazy that, it's been uh, 17 and a half years since uh, since my son was born, and that just blows my mind. Yeah, Hannah Grace is just about 10 days or so older than Bo. Uh, just really amazing uh, that these kids are getting older, and, and certainly a lot of our listeners have kids that are in high school, uh, will soon be seniors or seniors now or maybe already graduated. So, you know, prayers to all those uh, people getting ready for college and those different things. Just an awesome time uh, in life. I will say, Derek, before we turn the page, just something I learned from that. When I was younger, this is, how, this is something different that our this generation deals with. When you and I went to parties, if you had somebody or knew somebody that wasn't at the party, they just weren't there. You didn't think about them. No. Like you didn't, you, you didn't have the ability to chase them down, text them, right. call them. Hey, are you coming or why are you not coming? Or, hey, are you close? Or, hey, I'll just wait on you, those type things. This generation definitely relies on, I saw a number of people that would get to the party and they'd kind of step off to the side and maybe be texting a friend. Hey, where are you? Are yeah. you here? Are you there? If you can hear our voice and you're in that, you know, if you're 16 to 20 years old, I would encourage this. And my wife and I talked about this quite a bit while we were sitting there watching and playing the music and enjoying just, you know, watching the young people do their thing. Focus on who's in front of you yeah. versus who's not there. If they're not there, that's their loss. They're just not there. Uh, you know, I, I think the graduating class, will, let's just say it's 350. There was probably 150 to 200 kids, mm -hmm. which means half the people didn't show up. I try and encourage my daughter to, hey, pay attention to and enjoy the people that are right there in front of you and were present. Strike up, strike up a different conversation. Yeah, up, exactly. Yeah. Who, who's standing right in front of you? Who's there? Who's present? Talk to them and don't worry about that guy or girl that didn't come. Uh, you'll see them at school. You know, right. that's it. Something else that I thought was pretty neat is you can see kids so much over the week, over the summer, what they're doing, pictures, all that kind of stuff. I used to love about, you know, 80, 90 days later, going, leaving school and coming back, who's grown a foot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that was the best part. I mean, you, oh, didn't yeah. see, you, would, you would literally not see kids for 80 to 90 days. Oh. And then you show back up, and it's like, okay, well, you know, that girl I was kind of crushing on what she looked like. I mean, like you literally oh, don't know what she looks like now. Exactly. I mean, yeah, you would have no idea unless you just happen to run into her or there was some party over the summer that very randomly, you know, happened. So that was always the joy of going back to school. And now, you know, I guess a lot of kids, it's still a joy. I, mean, I, I know my son's excited, but at the same time, it can also be, yeah, I just see them on Facebook every day or, right. or Snapchat uh, exactly. or whatever. And it's like, okay. Right. I see them on Snapchat, streaks yeah. or whatever that stuff, you know, Instagram, whatever. So I've seen them the entire summer versus uh, being surprised at what people come back and look like right. or whatever. Because there was always, and I was one of them. I mean, I, in seventh grade, I was, uh, uh, I knew how to, I knew how to barbecue right <laughs> in seventh grade. <laughs> you know, I knew how to do that. But when I got to eighth grade, I grew up taller and, you know, became more athletic and just grew up. So, I mean, I probably grew six or seven inches between, you know, my seventh to eighth grade uh, year. So, it, it's just something that was pretty neat. What's your, your word of the weekend? My word of the weekend is caliente. Okay, caliente. Caliente, going with the, I mean, just, it was hot. Yeah. It was very, very hot. Uh, we did, this was the Friday night, of course, we went, and there was the postponement which really worked out for us of our water tower sessions. Everybody that is listening that was there, you know, it was, it's hot. I mean, if you were outside on Friday night, it was hot. It was sticky, muggy, but still that show went off. We had a couple fans in there. Didn't really seem to stir much air. Unfortunately, we couldn't get just even a five mile an hour breeze to come through, but everybody seemed to have a great time. Uh, I mean, the, and not only was the weather caliente, uh, but the acts, I mean, absolutely. absolutely just wonderful, wonderful acts. I mean, all three of them, Grace and Mallory and Steven just did a great and fantastic job playing, just playing their hearts out. Got really emotional yeah. on a couple of songs. They, they did a, a very good job. I think last time, you know, uh, there were just songs and they kind of play off each other and rift and, and do kind of funny things. This time it seemed like they actually had maybe semi themes to their sets, right. uh, which was really cool. So maybe they do a Delta set. Uh, maybe they do a set about family and stuff like that. So it was just really interesting to watch them. And then, of course, at the end, they finished with a song together, which was not done last time. So uh, just a lot of uh, cohesiveness uh, with those three singers up there. Uh, but just very, very hot. The music was great. The weather was hot. Uh, but that's my word for the weekend, Cal.
caliente. Caliente. I, I like that word. Like you said, the weather was at times brutal, but man, the talent was awesome. There was a round right there, Derek. One of the rounds they did, uh, Mallory was in the first chair, Grace was in the middle, and Stephen was the third chair. Uh, Mallory's song was written about her mom. Yeah, was, uh, she was, admitted yeah. to it taking 15 years for her to write this song. Uh, was just unbelievable. I know I had a lump in my throat, mm-hmm. and uh, somebody else mentioned that they, you know, the lady next to her was in tears. So just was awesome. And then before Grace started her song, she mentioned that she was celebrating four years of sobriety. Mm-hmm. You know, which is awesome. Definitely something to celebrate. And then the song that Stephen did on that round uh, was called Ghost. It was about ghost that you know law enforcement and things that he's seen in his law enforcement career that live with him and always will. So. So those are the kind of things, Derek, whether we make $5 or $5 million uh, doing water tower sessions or whatever it is, that's why I think we're going to keep doing this and being heavily involved in this because that, that made it totally worth it to me to sit there and enjoy just them pouring their hearts out. Uh, if you enjoy singer-songwriters, if you enjoy music, if you enjoy you know, really what we do, and Derek said it numerous times, we, we make the crowd be as quiet as possible. Mm-hmm. We don't cling dishes around. We don't make it a big, you know, kind of woohoo kind of party or event. Uh, we want the, the uh, songwriters to, uh, to be heard. And songwriters are literally emailing Mike and Steve every by the day. dozen every day. So we have some amazing songwriters that are reaching out saying, man, I, I want to be a part of that. So some neat stuff coming up. We're excited about that. But Caliente is your word. Yeah. And please check out the YouTube. Yep. Uh, it's already on YouTube. They've already got... You know, the, some of the songs that are, are posted on there, Mississippi Music. And also, we want to say thank you to everybody that stuck through it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, there may have been a couple of couples that left early, uh, whether they had to be somewhere the next morning or whether maybe they did get too hot. But most everybody stayed through it. Really want to say thank you to those people. Uh, some of them were our friends. Some of them we didn't know. Uh, but we just want to say thank you so much. It was very hot. Uh, but other than that, um, just a great, great night. That's my word for the weekend. Caliente. When we visited with Todd Mastery two weeks ago, the gentleman that runs Lander Center and now Snowden Grove Amphitheater, their Bank Plus Amphitheater, uh, the main thing he talked about, how do I support something? How do you uh, make sure that acts come to your area, that things continue? When it was all said and done, buy tickets. Buy tickets, it. support it, whatever. If you enjoy songwriters, if you enjoy music, if you enjoy uh, being around others, uh, you would absolutely love the Water Tower Sessions. This will not be our last. Uh, we're working towards things. May kind of let the heat kind of get through uh, for a while, but definitely always be paying attention to our Facebook page and stuff. Derek, speaking of early, the Mackinville exit off of 269 what you got? It opened the afternoon after our Friday show. <laughs> uh, so it was a soft opening. This is not the official. It was, hot. It was, it was a hot opening. It was a very hot opening, very hot. Matt. And it is exit number one. Exit numero uno. Uh, did open on Mackinville this past Friday, and so you know, please use it. Uh, I actually had somebody that was coming back into town this weekend. He texted me. He said, hey, man, is that exit open? I'm like, take it. Yeah. And so he took it. So it was great. Now, again, this is the northern entrance to Hernando. We've talked about this before, how important that corner, that intersection is. And so that it is open now. Now, again, it is a soft opening. There will still be workers around the area. So if you're coming on or off the ramps, please be mindful that there's still workers. It will not be officially open until they get everybody paid, everything signed off on the MDOT. And then when you see the ribbon cutting, that is the official opening of that. But again, it's you know very important. The mayor, this is going to alleviate traffic off of Commerce Street. So people that used to have to come off of Commerce, come back around, now they can go right there, Country Club, Green Tea area, maybe even our neighborhood. So again, that it did open on Friday. So yes, you now can use Exit 1, Mackinville Exit on I-69. You mentioned the mayor, Derek. More than likely when everything began, when it came to the Mackinville Exit, Chip was mayor. And then four years later, it's the Mackinville exit is now getting open as he's and he's mayor again. That's so right. That's it's about a ten-year wow, ten project long. is okay. uh, somewhere around there. I think they said the total cost was around eight point seven million dollars, right. uh, somewhere in there. So yeah, it's been a while, a long time coming, but it's finally completed. Yeah, and again, that's the northern entrance to Hernando now. If you can, if you want to stay or avoid uh, Commerce Street, use the Mackinville exit. Like you said, Green Tea, uh, even people on Fifty One, because Green Tea is going to run right there to the. Uh, the, the Mapco right, uh, station right. right there. So that's pretty neat. That's a really big deal in Hernando. So it's it's open. It, again, it is a soft open, but it is ready to go uh, for school, which pay attention to that. Pay attention to what that looks like Thursday and Friday. The, yeah, and please go to the website. Yes. Go the to the city go, of Hernando yes. website. Also, H-H-E-S, Hernando Hills Elementary School, has a Twitter account. Go there. They've actually got a video yeah. to watch 
for anybody that has second or third graders how to do the drop-off pickup. So There you go. Hernando Hills Elementary doing everything they can to make that first. I've, I've kind of wondered, why do they do on Thursday and Friday? But, man, th- doing on Thursday and Friday, you know, let's figure it all out. By Monday, they're going to be up and running and, and going to be good. So really excited about that. Speaking of Mackinville, speaking of different decisions to make and so forth, let's get forward the Hernando Alderman meeting, Derek. Our first Alderman meeting for the month of August will be tonight. Hernando Alderman all as a group travel down to the coast. We, we talked about that on our, on our show uh, last Friday. Now travel back. They'll have their first August meeting tonight. What we got on the agenda for the Hernando Alderman meeting tonight? August is usually a pretty big month because this is when they start discussing budget. However, I say that, and there's not much, uh, doesn't look like there's much budget material on the agenda tonight, which means that the next meetings are probably going to be heavily people asking for stuff, right. working for budget, budget proposals, that sort of thing. But tonight's meeting, the agenda itself is short. It's only about a page and a half. However, there are some couple of uh, things we'll be looking at. Number one, excuse me, number eight on the agenda, discussion of a possible noise ordinance adoption. Now, we know the kind of complaints that were coming from a certain restaurant uh, off of Memphis Street. There were some neighbors behind that that were complaining about loud noises, loud music, I guess all hours of the night, that sort of thing. Obviously, that's been brought up, so I guess it's continuing to be brought up. So they are going to be discussing a possible noise ordinance adoption, I would assume, for the entire city. So we'll see, kind of, we're going to kind of watch what that's about. That's all the description that's given on the agenda, but obviously hot topic. So we'll be reporting to you all on Friday. Yeah, looking forward to that. Next, discussion of street repairs. Uh, it says St. Ives, but I'm sure there'll be other ones that are talked about. Uh, street repairs, because everybody knows that you know people like to complain about streets and their potholes and that sort of thing. So again, there'll be a street repair discussion after that. Next one's to request to relocate Winningham Estates construction entrance. So obviously there's some issues with trucks going through neighborhoods. Again, these are things may or may not be your neighborhood. So maybe like, I don't really care about that, but you probably need to listen to what we say or watch the meeting for yourself. Because again, at some point, if you get another phase added to your neighborhood, okay, well, how do I need to combat this if I'm having the same issues? The next thing will be, they're going to look to extend COVID pay to coincide with a federal government order. And then the last four things, pretty quickly, they approved uh, the city engineer to advertise the bid for the AWG road. Uh, this is the road that'll be you know, kind of wide in the 51 section right there. Next, authorized to accept the lowest and best quote for the baseball and softball uniforms, again, through the park. Authorized Mayor Johnson to sign the soccer agreement with the DeSoto FC. We talked about this last time. We hope that it's in contract form. We hope that Stephen Pittman, the city attorney, has seen it to go ahead and sign that. And then finally, to authorize the city of Hernando to engage Gerald Group PLLC to perform the 2020 audit. Remember, 19 took two years to get done. It finally was done back in, I think, May. Uh, there was a lot of complaints. There was a lot of, um, I guess, you know, when the mayor, big, yeah, mayoral yeah. race was coming, yeah. that was an issue during the mayoral sure. race. And so they're trying to get 2020 done as fast as possible with 2021, you know, also about to wrap up. And then I guess they'll start the 2021 audit after September 30th. Do you know, is that the same group that did the last one? I do not know that. Don't know that? But I don't do, know yeah. if that was the one I had in May or not. Gotcha. Well, look, Hernando Alderman, uh, we'll have a lot more to report on uh, for our Friday show. We'll give you updates on everything Derek just talked about and then anything else that might stand out that you need to know about. Uh, Derek, I've had probably 50 people in the last two months mention to me, the only way I know all about what's going on in the Hernando Alderman meetings are listen to the UTW podcast. So it's definitely an honor uh, to do that. Derek, I appreciate you watching that video, whether it's 18 minutes long or an hour and a half long. We yeah, appreciate you watching that, that video for sure. Let's go north. South Haven Alderman meeting. Maybe uh, a little bit less uh, meat on the bone when it comes to the South Haven Alderman meeting. Not a whole lot going on uh, when it comes to the agenda. Certainly going to give us an update on that and then give us an update on Friday. Uh, we'll update everybody. What we got going on that stood out to you, South Haven Alderman meeting tonight? Well, they're going to look to approve a change order. Now, you say, like, who cares about that? Well, the reason I mentioned that is because it's the South Haven Bike Trail Central Park to Snowden Grove Park. So this is the kind of their lineal park yeah, that they sure. did, remember? Well, they actually have a change order, Matt, to the tune of $128,000. Hello. Yeah, so a little overrun there for $128,000. They'll be looking to uh, approve that tonight. Then moving on to request to advertise for CE and I services for, everybody, I hope you're listening, the start of the Getwell Road South Widening Project. That Getwell Road's going to run especially all the way to Star Landing. Star Landing. From Star Church Landing Road to, to Church, Star Landing. Yes. Yeah, four landing. For no, Star-, Star Landing to... Church Road. Church, yes. But what's what's the road where it starts to narrow? What oh, is College. It? College. Okay, that's right. Yes, yeah, so right now it's three lanes from Church to College. Yes. Well, right before College. And then it's two lane all the way to Star Landing. So it's going to be four lane from Church all the way to, to Star, Star Landing. Landing. Yes. So that's that, they're finally starting to kick off the advertising for that. So this is the first part of that. So... It's, it's going to be a long time coming, probably a good one or two years of construction, but uh, here it comes. 
Next, planning agenda. Uh, Slim Chickens is looking to uh, widen their parking lot and add another drive-through for all the chicken lovers uh, from Slim Chickens. I had Slim Chickens yesterday, Derek. I thoroughly enjoy it. Are you saying their parking lot is actually right now too slim? It's too slim. Very yes. nice. That's very nice. This is all. This is, very okay. well, very this well done. <laughs> too slim. And this is this going to be on the north, so obviously on the same side as you're coming in from the north. Correct. They're going to be looking to increase the parking for their employees. I would agree with that, yes. Avenue drive through Other than that, Matt, there's something uh, on the uh, planning agenda that's related, but it's closer to 51. You know, it just it's looking to put a medical center in, just uh, one of those little kind of uh, emergency medical centers. Uh, and then finally, of course, the mayor's report, uh, which, have, you know, nothing's listed, but usually the meat of the meeting or the information we get comes from the mayor's report. As usual, South Haven does a really good job when it comes to their alderman meetings. The mayor's report, like you said, usually the, the meat of the meeting comes out of that. So we'll definitely update everybody on the Hernando alderman meeting on Friday and the South Haven alderman meeting. Thank you to all the leaders that give their time, give their effort uh, when it comes to running those two, these two great cities. We really appreciate that. Uh, thank you from the UTW Podcast. Well, another thank you from the UTW Podcast is to William Services. William Services is actually our longest-running advertiser. William Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, cleanup for the fall, anything you need outside of your home or commercial space, reach out to Richard and his team today. You can call him at 662-292-8855. That's 662 662- 292-8855. I'll continue to remind you, Williams Lawn Services is hiring. You must be able to work 12 hours a day. Pay will depend on experience. If you or someone you know is interested in a job with Williams Services, again, reach out to Richard and his team at 662-292-8855. Or you can find Richard on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. That's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. An in-house lab allows your dentist to be fully involved in the lab process and the end result. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Podcast brought to you by North Mississippi Dumpsters. North Mississippi Dumpsters is a local small business offering service seven days a week. They currently serve DeSoto, Marshall, Tate, and Tunica counties. North Mississippi Dumpsters not only accommodates professionals in real estate, house flipping, landscaping, new construction, renovations, and business disposal, but also is great for homeowners who need to clean out their houses, yards, attics, basements, or sheds. They carry 13 and 20 yard roll-off dumpsters that are carefully loaded and unloaded as to not cause any damage to your driveway. Their dumpsters are in great condition, so as to not be an eyesore, you can call Joe and his team at 901-299-0916. But the best thing to do is to visit their website, DeSotoDumpsters.com. Again, DeSotoDumpsters.com to learn about pricing, to book a dumpster, to book the day they pick it up. Whatever you need, all the information is right there at DeSotoDumpsters.com. Thank you again to North Mississippi Dumpsters for being our newest advertiser. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419. Again, 662-892-8419. Or visit them on their website, greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, 
Call the King. As we mentioned at the beginning of the show, just really, really privileged to sit down with Dwayne Case. It was an honor to sit down right here under the water tower, uh, learn more about him, learn more about Hernando High School. Again, the past, present, and future of different things he has planned at Hernando High School. Just a really good interview. I want to thank him again for that. And we will go to his interview now. Excited to be sitting down this morning with uh, Dwayne Case. Dwayne is the principal of Hernando High School. We appreciate you sitting down with us, spending a little bit of time uh, as we go into the school year, uh, your fifth year at Hernando High School. Tell me about your history with Hernando High School. I know a bit about it. I know your love for Hernando High School goes back a long way. Tell us uh, what brought you to where you are now. Uh, well, I actually went to a career teacher career fair at Delta State. Uh, that's where my wife and I both attended. They were really promoting DeSoto County. And uh, I'm from around the Jackson area. I'm from Madison originally. And uh, in 1994, uh, we made a trip up here and I went all over. I went to several different schools. There were only four at that time. I was lucky enough to get uh, the head baseball job and assistant football coach at Hernando High School. So uh, Hernando is the only place I've ever taught. Uh, I have been to several schools as an administrator. But as far as a teacher and coach, uh, that's the only place I've ever been. And you played baseball at Delta State, right? I did. I did. I, uh, I was a pitcher there. Uh, I was there from 1990 to 93, 94, really, with the, my graduate assistant year. We've been here ever since. Growing up, did you, was coaching or teaching uh, or leadership in that realm, was that kind of your what you wanted to do? Did you feel called to that? Absolutely. Um, I have wanted to be a coach all my life, and uh, that was my dream job to be head baseball assistant football because I loved. I played those sports in high school. Uh, administration was not on the radar. All I ever wanted to do was coach. Administration presented itself, and so I threw my name in the hat, and I was lucky enough to get uh, an assistant principal job and served uh, two years at Horn Lake High School, uh, which I enjoyed. It was great preparation, and then uh, eight years as principal at. DeSoto Central Middle, and then starting my fifth year here at Hernando High School. This will be year starting year 28 in the district. So I've, I've been here way over half my life. Right. And all you know is DeSoto County. That's like you said, you started in DeSoto County. Uh, you, you've only been in DeSoto County. Um, do you get people, as you talk to people across the state and stuff, do people ever reach out to you when it comes to DeSoto County, um, how you guys are doing things and try and model that, how good DeSoto County schools are? Absolutely. Uh, most principals are going to look at test scores. They want to know what we're doing right. I had that at uh, when I became a principal. We went down and looked at a few schools uh, in the Madison area because they were doing really well. And we wanted to see what they were doing. So as principal of DeSoto Central Middle, then we started doing really well. And some schools came, and uh, and even schools in in DeSoto County came by to see what we were doing. But uh, definitely outside the district would come. And uh, actually, I got a call this summer that they were looking at our test scores and uh, wanted to know, hey, what are y'all doing? You know, we have great teachers and great students, and and so I, I don't know that we have any kind of magic trick that that happens that makes it happen. But we work hard and we do a good job with it, and we really study our data and look and see where we can improve. Well, I think some of that may go back to your baseball coach days. How do we become one of the best high schools in the state of Mississippi when you started five years ago there at Hernando and then at DeSoto Central uh, when you when you were there? Pay attention to what other people are doing. Pay attention to what other schools, what's working, what they're having success with because the kids in Madison aren't a whole lot different than the kids in Hernando, Mississippi from a standpoint of what they like to do and, and, and focus on or what's enjoyable to them. You know, kids are kids wherever you are. I mean, a lot of coaches become principals uh, because they're used to managing a team and making uh, their adapting on the fly. Right. And uh, sometimes you have a halftime, sometimes you have summer, <laughs> sometimes you have a weekend to try right. to get ready for uh, the next thing. And so that's kind of the mindset that I take with it is um, I'm coaching my team. If we can't do something well, we're going to practice at it and uh, we're going to definitely try to accentuate what we do well sure. and uh, and then work on the things that we don't. Gotcha. Let's talk a little bit about when it comes to the group at, at Hernando High School or just in general. Follow me on this. Administrators, you have how many assistant principals do you have that work with you? I have three. Okay. So our, our assistant principals, is there a requirement for the, like, do they have to have a certain amount of time in the classroom or are you able to kind of move into administration, you know, w- without teaching experience i don't know well most uh assistant principals have been teachers okay. there may have been some that have had worked in the schools to some other capacity right uh or in the county office setting uh there's they're usually not just coming off the off the street <laughs> yeah. uh, and and getting a 
a master's degree and deciding, hey, I want to work with students. Well, not um, in DeSoto County. They're not coming. No, off no, no. Street. Well, and maybe some other district. Uh, anyway, but most of our most te- they have been teachers sure. or in some you know capacity been in the school district so um you know they they have to have a master's degree in administration or curriculum and leadership can also work and you know but it's, it's usually going to be somebody that uh has been in the classroom right i'm kind of working my way through I'm, I'm picturing the administration offices at hernando we cross the hall to the counselors the counselors there do i mean you lean on them tremendously they do a wonderful job we know several of them right. three of them were on with us last year right we had a great conversation right. with them to it. yeah well that, that's the only show you listen to yes yeah. <laughs> well that and the Coach Witten's uh, softball right, uh, right, right, podcast. Right. Yeah. Um, but so talk with them. So the counselors, uh, you lean on them, of course. Tell, talk to right. us a little bit about that, what, what a counselor, or at least at Hernando High School, what those counselors, those ladies bring to the table. Well, we're very fortunate to have three great counselors. Uh, they are uh, overloaded. We need four, really. Right. But, uh, you know, it, that's based on your uh, school size, on your number of counselors. But uh, I'm very fortunate to have three great ones. And, and they get used a lot of times as the example of what to do to other counselors sure. in the district. Although they do not deal with a lot of the administrative side uh, they are a part of our administrative team. When we sit down and start working on the master schedule and when we sit down and start working on things that we want to do, they are right there with us. We have a big conference table and uh, my, the four administrators, the three counselors uh, sit around and we bounce ideas off each other. And because things always work in my head, they don't always work on paper. And so uh, I, I say, what about this? And um, they will be quick to tell me that will not work and uh, then explain to me why, why, why it doesn't. But uh, I'm very fortunate to have them and uh, they do a great job and, and do a lot with our kids. And, and uh, as far as the curriculum side, but, you know, then they do their counseling job as well and uh, we do a great job trying to get our kids involved in the school and uh, checking on our kids, making sure they're okay. And then you know, Miss Wood is our senior counselor, and she does it uh, with scholarships and uh, making sure that they're on track to graduate. And uh, so she, that's a full-time job right there. Sure. So she is only over seniors. Mm-hmm. And uh, Miss Garrison and Miss Goss uh, split uh, 9th, 10th, and 11th, and uh, they all, they each have their own duties. Trying to make sure that everybody graduates uh, or gets a scholarship sure. is, is a full-time job. I think it's amazing to me. The word counselor for my smaller high school, I grew up in a smaller town, graduated with 120 people. You know, the word counselor is, you know, hey, what's going on around your house? Yeah. Hey, what's going on? My parents are having an issue. Uh, these ladies have to do that, and then they also have to become, you know, college prep specialist. Right. You know, is so much of what they do, like you said, on pace to graduate. Because college is not college is not for every kid. But at Hernando High School, you guys definitely have the goal of every kid that starts in ninth grade, you know, walks across that stage in twelfth grade. Sure. And those ladies have to monitor that, make sure they're on pace to do exactly what they're supposed to do. But we can say it live on air. They need help from that at the home, of course. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> and and the uh, the social emotional part of it is uh, becoming a bigger factor, you know, just with all the stuff that's happened sure. in the last 18 months. And, and then just being 15 to 18 years old, there's a lot that goes on that can be distracting from what you're trying to do. And, and if you are dealing or struggling with social emotional stuff, the learning is probably not going to take place. So we try to get that in line and try to, um, you know, help those in need and um, get people involved. And then follow up you know that's one thing because a lot of a lot of times we'll say you know how are you doing somebody says good they may not be doing very well but you need to check back with them to make sure they're doing okay going through the administration office we've stepped across the hall to the councils let's go into the school how many teachers are at hernando high school this coming school year uh Roughly, uh, roughly, roughly about uh, about eighty teachers. Wow. We added two new teacher units this year, just because of the um, sc- the population sure. of the school. Uh, we have uh, about nine new teachers, and I didn't bring it with me. Yeah, of course, uh, we actually I just typed this out, and I've already forgotten. But we have about nine new teachers. You know, some of them are coaches that have uh, moved around, and then added a few. We had some people that got assistant principal jobs. Mm-hmm. I had some really good, lost some good teachers, um, but that's what happened. Good, good teachers become administrators right and uh so we have a good uh new staff um at hernando high school i mean we're we're fired up about the ones that we have and i feel like we're 
uh, on the right track, getting the right kind of folks in there that uh, really work hard for their students. Hey, tell me about this. And like I said it on our show just last Friday, I mentioned being part of the ninth grade orientation as my son gets ready to go to Hernando High School. You mentioned the kind of the number one rule or the number one thing that you talk to new teachers as you interview them about is, hey, you got to love kids. Tell me about that and when you have that conversation with new teachers or how you feel about that, being a longtime teacher and knowing that you always wanted to be a coach. Well, we're in the kid business. We're in the kid saving business. And so first you need to love your job sure. and then you need to love the people you work with and that's your students. And so we're big on, and everybody is, this is not something that's unique to Hernando High sure, School. It's like develop the relationships. Right. Um, but, you know, I, and I don't know who said this, but I use this all the time because um, if you're trying to correct somebody, if, if like discipline without relationships equals rebellion. Sure. And so when you have a good relationship with somebody, they're going to work hard for you. It's just like your team. If they love their coach, they're going to play hard for them. Same way with students and their teachers. There, there are some, and, and it's not being their buddy. You know, it may be, they may be the hardest teacher that they have mm -hmm. in the day, mm -hmm. but they may love them the most. Anyway, it's just, I think people want accountability, but they want that relationship value in it. Any, anybody that, um, and whether it's a student or a teacher or administrator and teacher or administrator and students, we try to make sure that we, you know, we know their name, we know what's going on with them. And, um, and, and that whole thing about checking on them, you know, I try to make sure that our teachers know, hey, go to a game uh, of some of your students. And that way you can point out something that uh, they did during the game and they know you're there. And it's amazing to me when I go to, I go to so many ball games and kids will come off and say, Hey, thanks for coming to our game. Yep. And, and that's part of my job. But it also, there are times when I don't have the actual duty itself and I still go because I want to see them play or it's a big game or something. And, and then that way I can, I can talk to them about something that happened and yeah. uh, it makes the kids feel good. No doubt. Uh, my junior and senior year playing football, baseball, and golf, I can honestly say that of my top 10 closest friends my junior and senior year, three of them were my coaches. I mean, we hung out, we played golf, all those kind of things. Now, I'm not saying you do that with your kids or anything right. like that, but what you're saying is they're, they're making deposits into our relationship, right. so it's a lot easier for, for them to get on to me and say, why didn't you run that ground ball out, or why didn't you dive for that, because right. we've had, you know, they've, they've invested into me. Podcast listeners, that's a good thing maybe for every relationship you know, that we deal with every day, from, from the, the lady at the bank teller, if you, you know, if you say hello and ask how her day's going – she may get you through that line a little faster. Right. You know, well, kind of just just like you, well, using that bank reference, if you make enough deposits, mm -hmm. when you have to make a withdrawal, That's it won't it. be a problem. That's it. I tell that to my daughter all the time, who's about to be a senior all the time. In every relationship you're in, what are you depositing? If you and your mom are fighting, what did you bring to the table? Right. So moving ahead, um, let's talk about this school year. Actually, okay. before we move on to this school year, well, let's revisit this past school year as an administrator. Everybody knows what I'm talking about, the COVID-19 year, and I'll call it that because mm -hmm. the, the, the year before, we stopped the last eight weeks of school. So the COVID-19 year, this past school year, was absolutely um, – it was unprecedented. That's that's a good word for yeah, it. For sure. What was it like working through July? I mean, every day had to be something different. Come, not necessarily different from from the county office or whatever, but you needed their leadership to direct you, and so you could be a leader for your your group. What was that like that last school year? Right. Well, in the 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 previous nine weeks, right. uh, when we got out, that that was very, I guess, the uncertainty of it, and then leading up to last year, the the beginning. You know, not knowing if we were going to, because you know, we felt like we were going, we were on track to get back, and and then um, it, things started to progress and get worse right. in, in the country or in the world, and then uh, you know, then they pushed back uh, school for a little bit. MDE, Mississippi Department of Education, they have a mandate where students have to be in school 180 days, and uh, that's been forever. And uh, they waived that, and they wa they allowed us to do some things for the instructional minutes and that, and that was a big help. And um, guidance from our central services, from, from Mr. Usselton on down, uh, was really uh, great because they were always in tune with what was going on, uh, whether it was um, – Department of Health or Mississippi Department of Education and so kind of keeping us up to date of what was going on because there were so many rumors going on sure, and, of course and uh, it was hey they're coming back to school in August just to 
go virtual again right. or you know we're getting ready to get laptops and that kind of stuff because they're getting ready to go yes, virtual again you. and so there were a lot of rumors you know somebody hears something and then it snowballs into that but you know as far as Hernando High School it was um you know challenging uh, to say the least I mean but we you know, we had school every day we right. were fortunate we were one of uh, the high schools that that had uh, about 80% attendance. So that helps right. uh, tremendously when you have your students in the building because, you know, we had the uh, virtual learning and uh, we worked as hard as we could at that, but but it is not the same as being face-to-face. And so, you know, what I, what I did, I hated it for our kids. We didn't get to do a lot of the things that we normally do at Hernando High School, a lot of the fun things. Sure. Um, but we had school every day. Uh, we just had a lot of guidelines in place and uh, we worked with you know transitioning in the halls and we worked uh, we did uh, every other seat in the cafeteria which was very challenging Um, and then you know the mask and and our kids were great about uh, wearing their mask you know and so it was that was not a and and I was concerned if that was going to be an issue uh, you know, with the teachers and the students and just wearing it all day because, uh, you know, it, it is a little restrictive, sure. especially when you're trying to talk and do different things. And, you know, I, we're fortunate we had some kids that, you know, whether they believed in them or not, they warm uh, because they follow the rules. Right. It, you know, we had the same, I don't know, same challenges as everybody, but we're we're in a unique situation because we had a lot of our kids there we were able to have school we were able to do well for the most part you know i I feel like we'll kind of get back to you know i don't know and i would do air quotes if anybody could see me but normal you know uh we're hoping (laughs) that uh we can get even more normal than we did last year because uh, like i said we we had school every day we just wore masks you know social distancing and that kind of stuff was a little challenging uh, when you have 1100 kids in the building but we we made it work they made it work very few complaints i guess well, I mean, my daughter's on the um, the swim team. Uh, got to do that. Got mm-hmm. to play football. She didn't, right. but you know, football season, basketball sure. season. Uh, you know, Wilson played uh, at middle school basketball, so we may right. miss a game and then come back and play to the next week and stuff. So, like you said, yeah. no no different in DeSoto County schools than anywhere across the country from a challenging standpoint. Uh, and I commend you, all the administrators, uh, Corey Elselton. I know Corey uh, pretty well, and and just for. I sat down with Corey one time. I had to announce a Hernando soccer game or whatever, right. and he sat with me because it was a little cold. He sat there. <laughs> so we visited about how things would work, and he talked about how, hey, if, if it's really if, – if they're having some issues at Center Hill – why would we shut down Lake Cormorant? And I appreciated that. I got that and understand. Right. Let's deal with Center Hill, uh, and Lake Cormorant is doing just fine, and then vice versa. You know, and I appreciated right. that. That's how it was. Versus, hey, let's let's tell thirty six thousand kids to stay home. Parents, y'all figure it out. Good luck. And that's not what they did. And I appreciate that from last year. So right, and and that was a concern. You know, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and someone else is not, are we going to be, you know, our kids are going to go home. And, and, um, you know, he told us that from the very beginning. Uh, They were very, you know, I guess the the new phrase or word now is transparent. That, you know, from get-go, he he told all the administrators that, that if something happens at one school, that's not going to affect the other school because they're going to continue on. And uh, we were very fortunate, you know, you're not going to make it through without an outbreak. And as we went farther in the school, in the school year, and I know anybody that would be listening. So, well, my child got quarantined three times, but that was from close contact or whatever. But we did uh, lose a couple of football games, not on our part right. from other schools. But, um, you know, from when we finished the previous school year and baseball season and softball season and track and tennis and all that was uh, canceled for us to complete all of our seasons uh i mean that's that was monumental because it's difficult in the classroom but it's very difficult in the locker room and on the football field and then on the basketball court and different things so uh we were very fortunate in that and tried to make sure that we spaced everybody out now we didn't just put athletes in the corner so i don't want anybody to think that because they were subject just like everybody else but uh you know we tried to do our part and and clean as much as we could you know and if if there was something going on we had a cleaning crew come in and and spray everything and and take care of it so 
Well, let's fast forward to this year. Okay. Uh, again, moving moving on, and Derek and I talk all the time about trying to be a positive show. When this uh, interview airs, we'll, we're two days away. We'll be two days away from the uh, start of the 2021-22 mm-hmm. school year. My daughter's senior year turned into high school, so really excited about My that. My son's, too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Your son, too. I wasn't going to mention that unless <laughs> you did, but you do. You have a child in Hernando schools. He, right. You've been his principal Forever. I mean, literally for the last six, six or seven years, you mentioned well, that. Well, uh, from middle, middle school, school yeah. I was his middle school principal, except for one year. Actually, from kindergarten to 12th grade, there's only been one year that my wife or myself has not been in the school with him. Wow. And uh, so, uh, <laughs> you know, and, that, and that's always been my goal sure. is to hand him his diploma. Yeah, awesome. That, uh, you know, now I'm, I say that, and then I'm going to try to have to keep it together for the next sure. person that I hand the hand, uh, the you know, because I see people crying all the time, and and then and then uh, it's like you're supposed to be happy, and then I was thinking, man, I'm handing him his diploma. It's going to be tough. That's going to be a very interesting night. Now, yeah. yeah, I didn't even think about that, but now that you mentioned, it. Yeah. so let's talk about this year going into Hernando High School. Um, let's talk about there's a, a new new building that's being been, been constructed. Right. So let's talk about that real quick, and then we'll give any more updates. But so the new building closest to the band, in between the baseball field and the band field, which everybody sees every day. Right. There's a new building that uh, I told you off air. It was amazing to me that you know eight months ago it was nothing but grass, and then it it goes right. up. Tell us about what that wing and what that's doing for Hernando High School. Hernando High School is the oldest high school building in the county. Yep. And uh, when I coached here, and actually when I left there, it was, I think we had 700, maybe maybe 800 uh, students. And uh, I'm, you know, Hernando was kind of the little country school when I was here. It was not necessarily built for that. And they have added wings. They've added, uh, they extended some of the halls and they've added fourth hall and they've added fifth hall. And uh, we were just, out of room yeah and uh so the sixth hall now is uh we've kind of compartmentalized our halls now so sixth hall is our science wing and as uh, 10 classrooms it's nice yes, it's uh, nice, state yeah. art and um we are uh, excited about it because it does let us space out a little bit now uh when it's cold or raining the students may not be super excited about having to walk down that uh, <laughs> right. sidewalk they'll be okay under the awning yeah. maybe they'll get to class a little faster they'll be okay uh but it's uh you know we we just we were out of space and um we filled them up and we're full again you know wow. so uh, that's it's amazing to me you can uh add 10 classrooms and still be in the same i mean we're not overcrowded yeah. necessarily teacher wise for rooms uh but we are at max capacity sure. and so uh we are excited to have that and just you know just the newness of the building of and the new paint colors yep. and you know everything that, that that goes along with it uh the teachers are excited that there are outlets on every wall and <laughs> yeah. uh you know so we were uh, glad to have it and it was um definitely needed well i mean like the h-pack holds around 600 or so Mm-hmm. And so now, I mean, right. you, you would have to have two to maybe three assemblies if you had to talk with, the, you know, groups or whatever. It's from a number. Going to be about 1,300 kids this year or what? What's the, what do you think? Well, on, on roll, yeah, on now roll. this doesn't mean that everybody will show sure. up. What will happen is some will not show up, but some new ones will that right. we didn't know about. Uh, right now, we're sitting at uh, 1,396 wow. on Power School. You know, and, and that seems like a lot, but talking with another principal in the county, uh, they're at 19-something. And so... It's not the little country school anymore. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, we may still be country, but we're not little. Uh, uh, but uh, it, it is um, definitely growing. Uh, you know, this side and, uh, you know, another right. school, they're really really growing yeah. and uh, folks are wanting to get into Hernando sure. the town itself and uh, hopefully the school as well but uh, yeah we'll we will be uh, and there's some plans down the road possibly for uh, don't don't announce anything yet okay no, no, we, don't, no, we, don't, no, no, we don't want any just, breaking news yet. no 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 breaking news <laughs> I know what but, you're talking about but yeah but hopefully uh uh, a bigger space yeah. at time. So, oh, man, and that's exciting. We'll yeah. continue to tease that and, yeah. and maybe uh, talk more about it uh, one day. Let's break it down before we wrap up. Let's break it down to a couple of things. 2021-2022 okay. school year. Mm-hmm. Talk to the parents about this upcoming school year. Give them a, a short pep talk, if you would, about your expectations and your hopes mm-hmm. and, you know, an encouraging word from their, you know, their child's principal about the school year. You know, we and everybody has high expectations. I, that That's not once again that's not something unique we do make sure that our students know hey this is what's expected and most of the time people are going to try to meet your expectations and uh if they're high or they're low and so we try we set high expectations and and you know i talk a lot to our kids about act and uh and and we have a lot of students uh, that 
wanting to get their name on the 30 plus wall your daughter's name is on the wall my son is working diligently uh or at least his mom is trying to get his name on the wall and so we uh you know in the fifth in in our dual credit hours mm-hmm. and uh, you know kids come through there they will knock out 15 18 21 hours of college before they leave hernando high school uh the ninth and tenth graders we try to get them in uh, the AP classes right. and um, and get that uh, get some experience there. They could also get college credit, and and you know that's what we're doing. We're trying to prepare them for life, and whether that is college, and that that is what we go for. We're trying to get them to, uh, ready for college, and then some of them may or may not ever use that and not go to college. Uh, but still, they need to have a good foundation so they, when they are in the workforce or when they're dealing with people, that they'll know how to respond. I tell teachers and students this, as the person that, you know, is, is I guess, over everybody and sometimes the one that giving some discipline right. out or whatever, like, I, I don't fault you if you don't know. We, we want you to know what is expected of you and what is um, required of you. And so when you do that then hey th- that's what we wanted and uh, and if you don't we told you and so our kids are are really good about being accepting and and being open to new things and and students will come to me uh one of my i don't know strong suits i guess is that students will just come to my office right. and um you know i don't i don't remember as a high schooler ever going to the principal's office when he didn't call sure. me and so uh which that happened quite a bit but you know, we, I want to be three of the things that, that I really shoot for is I want to be visible. I want to be available and I'm gonna hold everybody accountable. And that's, that's kind of my three pillars that I go by because, um, I want students to see me in the hall. I want them to see me at the games and, um, and I want to be available. I want to be approachable to them. I want to be approachable to the parents. And, um, you know, and, and, and when you walk in the building, I want you when you see me. You should say, "I bet that guy's the principal," and that's that's very important to me. Um, and then holding everybody accountable, whether it's myself or my teachers or my students. Um, you know, we all have a job to do, and we got to get it done. And uh, that's that's what we're going to do at Hernando High School. And so, I, I said this the other night at, at New Student Orientation. We're going to take care of them. When you send them to school, that's what you want to think. You want to know that they're getting an education, but first and foremost, that they're safe. And uh, we're going we're gonna to make sure that they're safe and that they're learning, but they're also accountable. We'll take care of them if they're doing well. We'll take care of them if they're not doing well. And right. so um, because it is a partnership, you know, we're, we're always on the phone or email with parents. And, and uh, because if there is a problem, you, you may not know it. We spend probably more time with your stu- your your children than you than right, parents sure. do. You know, whether it's school and practice and whatever. By the time everybody gets home, you may have you know three or four hours with them. We've been at school with them for eight, and so we know a lot of what's going on with them. And uh, you know, so sometimes we'll reach out to the parents to you know partner with them as well. So. Yeah. Well, this is more of a statement from me that you may or may not agree with. Um, would you agree? Hey, if there's an issue with your child or if there's something going on at Hernando high school that we need to know about, they need to come to you first. The parents need to come to you first and talk to you before they go on Facebook or air right. their grievances. Yeah. It's going to be hard for me to, uh, <laughs> uh, fix it because I'm not on Facebook. Exactly. And so, um, you know, that, that is a problem at times, you know, where somebody goes and airs their grievances, but you know, listen, I'm a parent too, sure. and uh, you know, my, I've been in a situation where my wife was upset about something and wanted me to do something about it, and we, you know, we figured out that it was my son, right. yeah. <laughs> you know, and so, and a lot of times, um, you know, it, it's a quick fix. People will want to sometimes come, you know, I'm, I'm calling you to set up a meeting. To, a lot of times, I can fix stuff, sure. uh, and and that's well, really, that's what I do. I fix stuff right. all day. You know, if if we know about it. I can help you. If I don't, right. I, you know, it's, it's not a lot. If I don't know something's broken, I can't fix it. Right. Well, I like what you said, visibility, um, accept, uh, accountability, wait, visibility, visibility availability, availability, and accountability. Those three things are not uh, how I would describe some of our world leaders, much less our principals here in, you know, 
in Hernando High School as a leadership in a leadership role and position. Mm-hmm. You should be all those three three things to the people you're leading. So I commend you for that definitely, and that makes total sense. Like you, I, I've been in the halls a few times, and I, I see you out there being a part of the school and directing traffic, and and like you said, visible there and then uh, accessible. I've had uh, meetings with you before, mm-hmm. and then uh, accountable uh, from a kid's standpoint. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've seen you get on to kids and say, "Hey, man, is that?" Are we doing the right thing today? Are we doing the right thing right now? Right. Uh, I think one time I saw you, you, you were outside and the kids were saving a turkey in the, in the woods. One time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Back to the guy. I was like, I went out there. They said some kids, I, I think they're skipping school. They're running in the woods. And I went over there and uh, somehow there was a turkey that was injured. And I had about six or seven boys that yeah. had hemmed it up. Sure. And somebody jumped in the briars and came out with this turkey. And, um, only at Hernando, right, that's uh, it. but you know, and but when I went over there, I think they thought they were in trouble, right. and I, and and I said, "What are y'all doing?" And he, and they showed me, and I was like, "Oh, okay, well that's unusual." Well, y'all come on back over here, right. you know, <laughs> Let's and, go back to class, and, yeah. and you know, that's kind of the way I operate anyway. Sure. When um, if there is a problem, most of the time I'm going to try to talk to the student, and I'm going to try to get it corrected, right. you know, and if you can correct it, if you can self correct then I don't have to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then that goes back into the relationships, you know, where those, those boys, I knew all those boys. Sure. And so, you know, they weren't in trouble, but you need to tell me you're going to go chasing a turkey. <laughs> and, um, and so we, that's, that goes back to you build those relationships and they understood because they were, they were coming to show me that they had a turkey. They know that I like to hunt and do stuff like that. Right. And, uh, they'll, we swap deer pictures or uh, duck hunting pictures or we'll talk about golf or something like that you know so so um, you're not necessarily a principal you you try and lead in wildlife conservation as well that that's what it's <laughs> called that's correct and uh you know and i like i saw i saw three of them at the uh at the gym yesterday right. you know and they came over and talked to me about school and stuff you know so I, it, that's the the approachable thing sure. and, and uh to know you know like i'm a normal person yeah. Yeah. you know i don't wear a tie every yeah. single day uh, when when I was in middle school, the first time some of my kids saw me in shorts and a t-shirt, it kind of freaked them out a little sure. bit. They thought I wore a tie every right. day. Well, I've been with you before in social settings where so many of your former players will talk to you. Right uh, now, they're in their twenties and their thirties, but they'll come and talk 40s. to you in forties. I, I didn't want to say it; you <laughs> yeah. did. But I'm they'll still old. call you coach and visit and talk, and you know. Right. You got a kid about to graduate from Hernando High School, and and they do too, or they have the same age uh, children as you. But I mean, they'll visit with you just like it was, you know, just like you are in the halls in 1994. So that's a testament to you and good relationship building on your part, which. I think as a parent, uh, definitely Derek and I on this podcast, uh, I mean, we encourage and are thankful to all the leaders and administrators, people that invest in our kids. They're definitely going to get praised here. Right. Well, and that's that's one thing I talked about at new, new teacher orientation is that when I was an assistant principal, all I did was deal with discipline. Mm-hmm. And at awards night, I did not know one single kid that walked across that stage. And I, I said that night, I was like, when I become a principal, I'm going to know other kid you know and so I try to make it a point to know people's names and uh, you know with 1,396 it is difficult now freshmen it's a little more difficult because they're coming to me but uh, juniors and seniors uh, sophomores start to know them juniors I really know them seniors I can call most of them by name sure and so uh, you know but that goes back to like if I see you or I say something to you I want to be able to call you by name because it's it's very important uh, that you and, and and it uh, you know, it like hurts my heart when parents say, oh, well, my kid's a good kid. You probably don't know him. I'll make an effort the next day sure, to, uh, to go find that kid to if if I do not know him or something that say, hey, I talked to your parents and yeah. I just want to come put a name with a face and uh, and know that because it's just important to me because right. I don't I don't want people to think that. Uh, Oh, well, unless you're like really good or really bad that the principal right. knows you because I'm, I'm trying to know everybody. Mm-hmm. In any profession, you and I both know principals, administrators, coaches, teachers. It's not, maybe it's not much, but there's some of them that are just in it for a paycheck, which is, yeah. there are some out there. Right. And, and that's definitely not what I feel like is happening. And, and summer's off. Don't forget that. Oh, yeah. Summer's <laughs> off. That's the important yeah. thing. Well, coach, we, and I continue to call you coach. We appreciate you coming in, sitting down with us. Hernando High School has been part of our conversation on our podcast. I mean, it's called Under the Water Tower, and y'all literally are right, you know, basically right under it. And so y'all have been a great part of our, our 
show over the last hundred episodes. We've enjoyed covering football and talking about it and praising the softball team uh, and everything. We had a great time. So I appreciate you coming on. Uh, thank you for last year. Thank you for this coming year. Two of my kids will be at Hernando High School, and I couldn't be more proud uh, that they're Tigers. So we really appreciate you coming on and wish you the best this year. Well, thanks for having me, and we're, uh, we're looking forward to a great year. We want to thank Dwayne Case, Coach Dwayne Case, for coming right. in again. Coach Case. Coach Case, uh, and also now the uh, high school principal at Hernando High School, uh, for coming in and sitting down with us. Just a great story. I uh, love the fact that, you know, Hernando is his first love because of uh, him starting there and everything and then being able to coach there for so many years in baseball. So just really appreciate him coming to sit down. Hope everybody really enjoyed the interview. And we just want to uh, t- uh, say thank you again for sharing time, coming in talking with you, Matt, and just a good look on the year. And we hope that you have an excellent year this year. Coach Case. Speaking of excellence, the Hernando Farmers Market brings together the best of local food, artistry, and the agricultural traditions of the Mid South. It's a place to shop, it's a place to gather, but more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It is truly a fresh local experience. For more information on the Farmers Market, you can always reach out to Gia Matheny, the Community Development Director at 662-449-9092. That's 662-449-9092. The Hernando Farmers Market is every Saturday from May 1st through October from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. The Hernando Farmers Market last year produced over $379,000 that went directly to local farms and businesses. In 2020, the market had over 70-plus vendors comprised of more than 50 local farmers. Had the opportunity to drive through there on Saturday when we were doing our teardown for the water tower sessions from Friday night. I tell you, it's just like a mini A-fair. It really is. They park all the way down all the side streets. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how awesome the Hernando Farmers Market. Visit them this weekend from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., the Hernando Farmers Market. North Point Christian School is excited about the school year starting next Tuesday, a week from today, and it continues to enroll for the 2021-2022 school year that is about to start. Some grades are getting close to capacity. PK, JK, 3rd, 8th, and 9th are all close to being full. Come and see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. North Point is honored to have been voted DeSoto's best middle school and DeSoto's best high school by the DeSoto Times-Tribune. Contact Sheila Sharon at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. Or email her at sshero-n at nchins.com and schedule your personal tour. Don't delay. Call today. Derek, this past Friday night, these two ladies were definitely sponsors of ours, definitely uh, supporters of the Water Tower Sessions. And I speak of the ladies at Magical Destinations of Hernando. Whether it's that trip to Disney World, Universal Studios, a tropical getaway, a cruise, a Gulf Coast family vacation, anywhere across the country, if you need travel help, reach out to Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher. They can help you plan the trip of your dreams. They work to get you the best rates with headache-free planning. Magical Destinations is locally owned and operated right here under the water tower. Give them a call today to start planning your magical getaway. You can reach Sue Ellen and Ann Christopher at 662-469-6304, or you can contact them on Facebook or Instagram at Magical Destinations Unlimited. Again, that's Magical Destinations Unlimited on Facebook and Instagram. Lauderdale Insurance Agency, your local state farm provider, is located at 11 West Commerce Street, directly across from the Hernando Post Office. Lauderdale Insurance is owned and operated by Sam Lauderdale, former alderman and local resident of Hernando. His team specializes in insurance for life, home, business, and auto. Mr. Sam encourages you to compare coverage, service, and price, but feels confident Lauderdale Insurance Agency should be your insurance provider. Please call Sam, Sherry, Angie, or Jennifer at 662-429-5213. Again, 662-429-5213. Or find them on Facebook at Lauderdale Insurance Agency. 
Derek, as we wrap up our show today, we certainly appreciate Dwayne Case sitting down with us for a few minutes. We appreciate all the support we get from our advertisers. We appreciate the people that let us know that how they are enjoying the show on Facebook, Instagram. We really appreciate being a part of the uh, Hernando community, being a part of Up the Get Well Corridor, Under the Water Tower Deck. I cannot believe we're about to celebrate our one-year anniversary. It has been... Uh, almost it, one it, year. That's right. Next almost, week, one yeah, year. Almost one week. I sent you a picture uh, yesterday of, of uh, that Hannah Grace had taken when we were setting all of our equipment up. So we're actually in a different studio now i feel like we've gotten a lot better at least i have yeah, probably yeah, yeah. I, you know <laughs> i know i hadn't it's been a while since i gone back and listened to the original trailer i don't even want to listen to it no I chance mean, it's probably nope. just an absolute yeah, nightmare i have hey, no desire somebody please listen to that for us since we don't want to listen there to it go. and just uh, kind of let us know how we're doing yeah exactly it's you just don't want to go back uh, that far but we really appreciate everything all the advertisers we've had the people that support us some of our shows have been listened to for well over a thousand times mm-hmm. you know which is awesome uh, so we appreciate it. look if you're interested in advertising with the utw podcast through the rest of the year give us a call or email us at under the water tower info at gmail.com that's under the water tower info at gmail.com you more than likely know someone that knows us personally so you can certainly figure out a way to get to us via text or, or contact us if you're interested in, in advertising for the rest of the year we are absolutely about to get super busy with with football sports and we're certainly looking for advertisers to carry on with us at the UTW Podcast. We really appreciate our current advertisers and always looking to grow. So if you're interested, please email us at underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. If you enjoy our show each and every Tuesday and Friday, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Wherever you can hear our voice, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Leave us a five-star review. Let us know how we're doing. Leave us a five-star review as we continue to grow on those providers. As we mentioned every show, locate our brother podcast, OB Pod. The OB Pod is part of Rooster Production, which is mine and Derek's production company. OB Pod drops a show every Monday morning, really early on Monday mornings. Support those guys covering Lewisburg, Center Hill, and Olive Branch, the eastern part of DeSoto County. Before we sign off on our Tuesday show, Derek, I think you would agree on this one. We want to say good luck to all the teachers, good luck to all the administrators, to the young people that are starting their school, whether it be a senior year or all the way first time ever going to kindergarten. We really, really uh, pray for you guys, and we hope you have a wonderful school. Um, you know, the fact that we're able to go to school, Derek, uh, we in won't part, mention. In person. In person, maskless for now. The fact that we're going to even have that in the state of Mississippi right here in DeSoto County is awesome. Shout out to all the administrators that are fighting so hard for that to continue. We really, really appreciate you from the UTW podcast. Well, Derek, if that's it, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. <laughs>